You're listening to the Global Edge Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Jade Sims, from the International Business Center in the Eli Broad College of Business at Michigan State University. Today, we're speaking with Gene Stokel of Foster Swift, Collins, and Smith Michigan Law Firm. So Gene works primarily in the areas of international trade, foreign partner contracts, and export controls. So welcome, Gene. Thanks. It's great to be here. Nice to be back at the Michigan Business Network. So let's back up a little bit. I want to hear, um, we've never had this conversation before. I want to know a little bit about how you got involved and interested in the field of international business. Oh, <laughs> well, um, so um, my family's kind of an immigrant family. My father um, immigrated here after World War II, um, and that probably caused me to have um, an interest uh, in all things international. And um, I started off as a corporate and mergers and acquisitions attorney, and um, it was really filling client need. So, um, you know, I'm um, a little older. So in the Wayback Machine, um, there were fewer companies that were exporting and fewer people around who knew how to handle those issues. So uh, a little bit of language capability helped and um, an interest um, in multicultural and um, international affairs. So that's how I got started. And we had a huge client base that was involved in um, the auto industry and manufacturing. And when the economy here tanked, um, all of these clients that we had uh, that I used to talk to about wanting to consider um, exporting and international trade when the market in Ohio dried up, uh, it was time for all those companies to say, okay, okay, finally, we'll listen to you. And okay, we'll look at this. We'll look at selling somewhere other than the city. So uh, that's really how I got started. Yeah, so uh, you and I both kind of uh, evangelical in this area of trying to re uh, recruit companies um, to get them excited and interested in all of these opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, especially now we're talking during the time of a global pandemic, um, you know, when some markets are closed, other markets are open. So if you are um, not taking advantage of the opportunity to look into exporting and look into new markets, um, it's a shame because it will help um, not only your company succeed, uh, but it's just a proven fact that companies that export pay higher wages. It's great for workers. It's great for the U.S., economy, we want to deal with the trade deficit. So uh, you're right, evangelical about it. <laughs> so I asked you to uh, come on the show today to talk about export controls. Um, and then in a minute, I think we'll, we'll narrow down a little bit and talk more specifically about some changes in tech and what's going on with China. But, you know, probably most people aren't really excited about export controls unless they're, you know, geeks like you and I are in this area. Um, but it's a really, really important area. Uh, and I know you always start out by saying that uh, exporting is a privilege and not a right. Uh, and U.S. companies really need to be aware of the laws and the regulations that surround these international sales, right? So understand the risk in order to take advantage of the opportunity. Um, what sorts of company, what sorts of things uh, do you think companies need to know as they get involved um, in exporting in, in this field of export control? 
Yeah, sure. Well, one thing um, that is really important is to understand along the lines of what you said, exporting um, is a privilege, not a right. There are laws surrounding it. So um, some companies just aren't aware of the fact um, or they don't um, really think through the fact that the U.S. prevents U.S. persons and companies from doing business with certain countries, companies, and people. Um, so there are no-go countries, companies, and people that U.S. businesses can't deal with, and it's important to understand that. And then second, um, there are some U.S. products that are prohibited to go to certain countries, not the same list of uh, countries that you have in your mind where the U.S. has embargoes or sanctions, but other countries, some of which are significant trading partners for the U.S. Um, one of my specialty areas is um, the area of defense export controls, and one of our huge trading partners is China. And, you know, you were just talking about China, but there's an example. Uh, things that are military um, in nature generally cannot be exported um, to China. So that's a, that's a perfect example. And with regard to exports in general, it's important um, for companies to remember that um, while the U.S. does require um, advance approval or um, a license to export some types of products to certain countries, um, it's also true that technology is often controlled similarly and sometimes more strictly than the product is controlled. Uh, so you can't forget about that because obviously if the U.S., if you look at it in a common sense approach, if the U.S. doesn't want a certain product because it's a civilian product, but it also has significant military capability, perhaps, um, if they don't want that product to go um, to a certain country without prior approval, if you have the blueprints for that product, uh, likewise, the U.S. has the same, the similar interest in not having the blueprints or the technology to make the product go to the country where a license is required. So um, that's kind of one of these soft target areas that companies have to be aware of because it's the area that trips people up a lot. Yeah, that's really important. And that's a, a good lead in because I did want to talk a little bit more about technologies because there's a lot of new regulations um, that surround technologies and you know companies have been trying to get some clarification on some of those regs. So the, you know there's Google and social media you know across the board that's been in the news a lot um, with regard to China you know TikTok especially and some WeChat has been talked about being banned and not banned. Um, and so there are some restrictions. Um, and we've got a lot of different technology companies here in Michigan that are probably dealing with foreign clients um, and might not even realize that this is something that they need to pay attention to. So what do our companies need to know about these new regulations? Yeah, well, um, a follow on to what we were just talking about regarding the big picture on things it's important to also understand, like we talked about the technology exports, technology can go as a piece of paper sent uh, through FedEx blueprints he heading somewhere, but anybody with a computer who can press a send button and send technology from your company abroad, that can be a controlled export as well. The other issue about exports is it's sharing controlled information 
with a foreign person, regardless of where that foreign person is. So it's important for companies that have foreign workers to understand the export control regulations because workers can have a visa, a right to work in the US, but the whole issue of export control is something totally separate and different than that. So um, US businesses really first and foremost need to understand whether or not the product or technology that they've developed or they're working with is controlled under US export control laws before they share it with foreign persons, whether that's a foreign company, whether that's um, a non-US um, employee as well. And you mentioned China, there have just been um, a cascading uh, number of new regulations, um, new rules uh, by the US government regarding restrictions on doing business with China. So business with China, if you're doing that, that's one of the areas where you really have to have a good handle on whether or not um, what you're dealing with is controlled under US export laws. So telecommunications companies, companies in the semiconductor industry, um, speaking of those two, there are lots of Chinese companies that have ended up on these entity lists where there are restrictions on doing business with them. Uh, you know, you mentioned some Huawei's on one of those lists. Um, they're a consumer of semiconductors, but then there are manufacturers of semiconductors that uh, U.S. businesses might be dealing with, like SMIC, who are also on the entity list, are on military end user lists. And really, um, there are lots of things going on with the U.S. government and why we might want to control exports. Uh, with regard to China, there are issues of regional stability. Um, in the Asia Pacific region, there are issues of national security, there are issues of cybersecurity, human rights, and economic superiority, technology that we just don't um, want to share without the U.S. government saying okay first, because we want to know who it's going to and whether it's going to be used for military purposes. And the real issue with China is that they have a civil um, and military fusion uh, policy. So things that go to China for commercial purposes often get used for military purposes. And the way our US export control laws are structured, they're often based on how a product is used. So um, if there's going to be this melding between commercial and military, that's where the US government is going to be trying to control things. So if you're a company listening to this and get a little bit um, excited or worried <laughs> or concerned um, about uh, some of these issues that maybe haven't been contemplated before, uh, where do you go for help? Where, where should these companies reach out um, as a next step? Yeah, so um, talking with their law firms, a lot of companies that are involved in international trade, um, you can talk to your lawyers. There are now restrictions on um, foreign investments in U.S. companies. So companies looking for funding from foreign corporations or persons have to be on guard to understand how their products and technology are controlled for exports, understand whether or not those regulations affect them. Um, countries around the world are adopting similar laws now. So um, if you're a U.S. investor faced um, with um, you know, wanting to invest in foreign companies, these will affect you as well. 
So law firms are great places. We do training, um, assist companies with compliance, et cetera. The Michigan Economic Development Corporation is a great resource. Um, our law firm happens to have a contract with them to provide um, training to companies on export controls. Uh, so if you are an MEDC client, um, you can take advantage of that. Um, Jade, your own, you know, Michigan State University is fabulous. The Global Business Club of Mid-Michigan is having a program on February 17th um, regarding technology and trade um, with China. And that would be um, a great place um, for companies to uh, kind of tune in and, and catch that program as well. Great. Thanks, Jean. Yeah. And um, we do plan on recording that webinar as well for people who are not able to catch it. So um, that will be at gbclub.msu.edu. And um, yeah, we appreciate you coming on and being one of the panelists that are going to speak on that program. Yeah, thank so, you, glad to do that. Yeah, and just thank you for being here today and explaining some of these issues to us. Thanks. So this has been the Global Edge Business Beat brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Jade Sims, and I hope you're able to tune in next time.